0: The worst. Here we go. I'm gonna start it.
1: Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well that's pretty much it. So uh let's go!
0: is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we get into our fearless beer review we get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week and we finish it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world my name is tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away way out there neither is jeff go to apple Podcasts, go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio and we also have a phone number you can call leave us a voicemail send us a text message if you want to hear, hear us do something on the pod we might do it we might listen to you i don't know Maybe if you, even if you want to be on the pod, we might get you on the pod. Who knows? Paul um, The phone number 503 893 5307. So get into that. Now, uh, let's, I'm done with the, intro, the boring intros. Let's get into the Fearless Beer Review. What do you got, Jeff? Oh, I usually say
1: go, but you didn't say go. I did say go, but that's fine. Did you? are just okay. not listening. Yeah, I, All did, right. I did. Well, maybe you cut out at that in a moment. Well, you're just not listening. Seems okay. Um. Well, first things first. And Great that is <laughs> That is I wanted to let you know That I've been trying to watch the Harry Potter movies For okay. the first time ever In my uh-huh. life yes. And I I I I read the first book when it came out When I was a child A wee little one mm-hmm. And I read I think I got through half of like the second book Maybe half of the third book I don't remember Okay But that's my career with harry potter and ever since then i've just been a long time hater of the the franchise so i I thought i was going to give this a a shot because they're all on whatever platform they're on and i was going to watch them all and some of you and some other friends always talk so highly of them (laughs) and i got through the first one and it was fucking bad like it was awful the child acting is just atrocious Mm -hmm. and it's just everything felt rushed and whatever that's fine that's fair it's the first movie for what should be a long franchise they didn't quite know it at the time that's fine I got through it I like the world building that was great
0: man that part's great
1: so I started the second one and I got about halfway done and I just I could not finish it and I tried three other times (laughs) and each time I got about five minutes more in the story and I just they're so fucking bad (sighs) these are quite possibly like the worst (laughs) movies I've ever seen in my life they are so Uh, fucking bad
0: I love it because I, I will i mean i agree with you the movies aren't very good re- there's only one movie that i think is actually good and that's the third one but outside of that no they they're not good movies the actors the kid actors are terrible 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 but yeah it's just they're not good movies the books i love i still love the books i stand by the books 100% i think they're fantastic but yeah the the movies pretty much trash
1: like i so. know i know what they're trying to go for in a lot of these things and when you have a book that's, you know, twice the thickness of a Bible and you're putting <laughs> it into a two hour movie, there's a lot of things that are being just like forced in there as callbacks to the books, mm-hmm. which because I read like one of the books, I recognize in the first movie, a lot of the things that were going on and it's just, it's too much. And I think in doing so, it just gets so convoluted and, and fan service and it just, it takes away from being like a good movie.
0: Oh, man, you, you haven't even got to the worst of it because the first two movies are the closest to the books than than any of the other movies. Especially, like, the fourth and fifth movie are just... because Those are the two longest books, like, seven to 850 pages or something like that. And they're just... The movies are just trash. <laughs> Absolute trash. Yeah. yeah, they're so bad. And then the, the dude... Th- there's this director, his name is David Yates. The only movies he's ever done has been Harry Potter 5 through seven and then all the Harry Potters that were made after. So like the two or three made after. And, uh, and he's just a terrible director and he, he wrote the movies as well. And it's literally the only thing he's ever done. And he's terrible. He's a terrible fucking director and a terrible writer, but I feel like they only kept him on because he was probably cheap.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because the, the guy, the guy that got to do the first two movies is Chris Columbus who did home alone and just so many great movies. So he was probably expensive and then the third guy was Alfonso Cuarón who did Children of Men and Interstellar and like some amazing movies. So he, probably, he was probably expensive too. And then you get some unknown motherfucker.
1: Well, I mean the first two weren't anything to to write yeah. home about, so
0: but they're uh,
1: uh, I just, yeah. it, it just it's just it's such it seems like such a waste because I mean I like a lot of very very stupid world things also and yeah. I'm a huge fan of Disneyland, so I like to be immersed in whatever I'm watching and then doing and seeing but i think they just missed the boat entirely with like the scene with the with the fucking half man half horse thing what do you call those things the Minotaur, oh, um, the centaurs? A
0: centaur. centaur yeah
1: yeah. Th- that scene where he's in the forest in the first movie and it's just like that could have been such a cool magical scene and world and it just looked like they just shot it like in the backwoods of their house <laughs> and it looked fucking like shit and then the centaur looked like shit
0: oh yeah the cgi was terrible
1: I don't know. Terrible it's thing. I I may I may try one more time with it and get through it. And so people at my work at now are like, watch "You watch Harry one. Potter now? All the young kids are like, yo, they're so good. Oh, I'm stupid." That's what they say. <laughs> so maybe I'll try and get through it again. Um, I don't know. Fuck, like man, it just sk- just
0: just skip the rest of the second one and just watch the third one. It, <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, you don't need to finish the second one. I'll just tell you what happens and then go from there. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So, Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, Harry Potter, bad. Um, new <laughs> Riders of the Purple Sage, good. That's that's the first thing that I want to talk about here.
0: Ah, but we haven't done our Fearless Beer Review, but that's okay.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right, because I already poured mine. Okay, well, what do you got? I, I was going out to, um, I had to go to the post office today, and then I had to go grocery shopping, and then like a mile and a half from the grocery store is BJ. So I stopped by and got a growler, but it's a half growler, right? It's only 32 ounces. Yeah, yeah. And I got a little half growler of piranha. So I have piranha pale ale and Very I nice. have a piranha pale ale glass that I got from BJ's Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I got piranha and piranha and I'm it's like it's only two glasses really, the half growler. It's like eight bucks. Good deal. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. it's a great deal. Remember a few years ago we
0: did that we did every BJ's beer on the pod?
1: Yeah, no, that was that was <laughs> fine. It's kind it was of a like pain. Two months. Yeah, it was a pain. Yeah, we we should have done like I don't know, more multiples per pot instead of prolonging it for a year and a half that we did, (laughs) it seemed like. Because then it was a pain in the ass to go get the fucking beers, because if if you had to do the growler, you had to go like that day or the day before.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. And that was annoying. And then some places didn't, they wouldn't sell you growlers, remember that? Yeah. Because the, the beer was too high in alcohol content, so they wouldn't sell you the growlers unless you found like a cool bartender that would do it, so you'd have to like chat it up with them first. Yeah and then ask for it yeah. it was the that's I think it was the
1: Tatanka stout and, and then they wouldn't do it over here either. they're like oh we usually don't do that we have It it's like no nah, I need a growler I have a and then when I started going and I have a podcast and stuff about beer and like, oh yeah okay, I'll get you a growler it's like dude you can charge me what the fuck you want for it. I don't <laughs> care just trying to get turnt homie give it to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's so dumb so yeah, that's right. what I got,
1: Prana. I, I think it's BJ's best beer. I think it's uh, fantastic pale ale. It's delicious. And I think it's like De-lic- 7% no. almost.
0: No, I, is, it, well, is it that high?
1: I think so. Uh, oh, my God. Know. Yeah, it is. It, no, it's 5.7%. Excuse me. Okay,
0: yeah. I'm glad you, you got it right now.
1: And their Prana Pale Ale Chili, phenomenal. Oh, it's so
0: good. I love their chili. And the sourdough bowl. Dude, I still have never got that. I've never You're so done stupid. It. I don't know Because I'm why.
1: scared. I'm not going to finish it. I know I'm not going to finish it. You don't need it. to finish it. You don't need to finish it.
0: I never finish it.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot of fucking food. I know, but I want to finish it. Then I can't share it with somebody because the only person that I go with is disgusting. And I want their mouth anywhere near my food. So <laughs> I, I got to eat all by myself.
0: Oh, and then the, the, the top part, the opening of the sourdough bowl, it, that's like garlic bread. So you dip the garlic bread in the chili. Oh, it's when so they good.
1: When they bring it to you, is it capped? Is it closed? And you like, like open it like it's a pumpkin? Yes. yes. Oh, that's cool. All the steam yeah. comes out?
0: All the steam, yeah. Oh, well, they so fill good. it to like the brim. So, oh, it's so good. You just dip it. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's oh, what I, I got. Wish I wish I could go to get. BJ's right now and get one. Sounds good. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so this one, I, I picked this up from uh, Bristol Farms. It's a market i think it's only in california i don't know but they have a surprisingly good beer selection there so i picked up a four pack of this beer called bride of dankenstein (laughs) it's uh it's a west coast ipa uh the label is the bride of the monster and uh, it's from mason aleworks in sandy san diego california seven percent it's a west coast ipa and uh yeah i'm just i'm i'm excited to try it it was expensive it was 20 bucks for a four pack oh so yeah a little little steep but I'm going to bring it over to Mike's next weekend when we're Ooh. out there. Have him try it. Be in theme. But anyway, let's try this and then uh, let's give our rating. So here we go.
1: Step. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm, girl. Wow. All right. So we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So, what do you
1: give your Piranha pale? Ale? This is I think this is a solid 2.5. This is like a 2.5 if there's ever a 2.5. It's just Really it's, that low? Yeah. I mean, it's I, I don't, I don't I, pale ales are are fine. I I don't think I could ever give it higher because there's not enough depth to them. They're they're fine. It's fine. And and this but, is the the flagship of them. This is maybe even like this is maybe even better than Mirror Pond. Oh, <laughs> <Let me say. laughs> Beer Pop's <laughs> not that great kid I'm just saying Cause you're stupid You never had it well. before <laughs> <laughs>
0: You haven't had it in years Get the fuck out of here
1: You're right It has been years <laughs> Since that
0: obsession I'm gonna bring some I'm gonna bring some out In a couple weeks When I go out there We got but, that That
1: good old Seven year old No a ten year old Budweiser drink Yes we gotta out. drink that Hell yeah
0: I forgot about that Oof. Got some good beer drinking Coming up In, <laughs> yeah. in a couple of weeks Sure <laughs> Yeah. All right, so you give your Piranha Pale Ale a two point five out of three. Uh, I'm gonna give my my Bride of Dankenstein. I'm gonna have to give this uh, a two point eight. This is a really good IPA. It's Oof. it's very flavorful. It's not too bitter. It doesn't like it doesn't have that that bite that a lot of IPAs have. It's not super malty, but I guess that's kind of like what a West Coast IPA is. It's not supposed to be super malty. A little bit more refreshing. So I I really I think this is a really good beer. This is solid. Really solid. So 2.8 out of 3 for me on this one. Uh, our boy Raul did not leave a review for this on Beer Advocate. So I got nothing there. There's only one person who reviewed it. Fuck. So there's that. Uh, I checked for you as well on the Piranha Pale Ale. And yeah. uh, Raul did not leave what? a review for that.
1: Which is very surprising. Very, very surprising. Yeah, being, being a SoCal boy, I mean, Beach is based in Huntington Beach. Yeah. What's going on? Mm-hmm that's mm. that's strange i was like typing like frantically to see if i can go into
0: <laughs> i checked for you because i figured you you would have forgotten
1: yeah i have so much homework to do that i forget to do all of it
0: <laughs> oh shit okay mm-hmm. so that's all i got for the fearless beer review
1: that's all we have okay. for the fearless beer review right.
0: let's get into our vinyl pickups what do you got jeff go.
1: okay so i like i said earlier new riders of the purple sage right talked about this band plenty of times this is uh the country rock band that jerry garcia kind of kind of started in the early 70s and i finally got their first album i have like their next like five albums and they're always like just dirt cheap and i actually just bought a lot of records about like 800 and there was like four of them in there but i've never seen i've never seen their first just it's eluded me and then finally Grace had it up and it was like 5 bucks and I was like fuck yeah cuz nobody wants this, cuz nobody knows what it is <laughs> and it's a banger man it is it is oh it's goddamn good he is he's just so great he plays the pedal steel guitar so he's not just like ripping it up as you would think he would do in mm-hmm. grateful dead fashion and he plays the banjo and it's not even really like his show cuz they have another guitarist and they have another acoustic guitarist who also does the lead vocals so Jerry Jerry's taking like taking the back seat here and mm-hmm. he's only kind of adding nuance. And it's this first album is very, very heavy country. This is nineteen seventy-one, this first album. Very heavy country stuffs. And yeah, it I'm is interested in this. Dude, it's so good. There's a Does he there's sing a couple too, or he sings backup vocals sometimes, but mostly no. Okay. No. Right. There's a there's there's two or three other of these guys' albums in the lot. So when you get over here, there's another one that I, that I want to set aside for you that you should listen to that I think is really, really good. Um, okay. Panama Red is, a, is one of their albums. Really good. Check it out. Check out New Riders of the Purple Sage. Cool-ass name. Cool-ass artwork. I do like that
0: name. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. So, moving forward. Second mm-hmm. thing second is Metallica. The Black Album. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You finally listened to it. I finally listened to it. I was I was debating on selling it because this is an easy sell all day long, and I thought you know I already sold the other one that I I already scalped the other one that I bought, but uh, <laughs> I sold it for a fair market. And I bought it from Amazon for dirt cheap, so it's all good. But yeah, I don't I don't particularly like this album that much. I don't think it's even that great of an album, but god damn, this album sounds so fucking good.
0: I know it's sonically. I, it's just an amazing sounding rock record.
1: It's It's unbelievable. I could not fucking believe that this album sounded that good. Like I just Everything was just so perfect. Everything was just perfect. It was the in, perfect balance of everything. Yes, of everything. And then I was reading a little bit more into it and come to find out that like Robert Ludwig is the one who did the 2021 remastering. And mm-hmm. Bob Ludwig, I mean, the dude, the stuff that he does, like like some of the Zeppelin stuff that he does, goes for massive, massive money because people want those pressings, because of the amazing mastering he does. Everything yeah. he touches just sounds perfect. Just c- perfect stuff. And he's done stuff all the way from Nirvana to Queen to Zeppelin. He's done everything. And this is this is no exception. And this is a fantastic sounding record. And even the shitty the shitty songs that I, I think are just so dumb. The whole thing starts off with Inner Sandman. Nice, <laughs> get it out of the way. We'll be done with it. But it's just But that's
0: but even though the, that song is kind of is pretty lame, that guitar solo is so good. I mean, it's like it's a perfectly balanced guitar solo. Like, it's not overly wanky. It's just melodic and catchy enough to be sound really good. It, it's honestly a amazing solo, one of the best. But the it's, song itself is pretty lame.
1: It is it is super cheesy, and it's a it's a pop song that's masked in just heavy distortion to present itself as being metal. And that's what this album is in, <laughs> in its entirety. But I don't want to take away from the fact that even Enter Sandman just sounds so goddamn good, and I can't help but get into it because I can hear, I can hear like all of the nuance and individual notes that are being hit in that main riff. It is, yeah. it's it's damn good. But there are two, there are two, like two banger songs on here that I think I never even like given the time of day to. The two songs that I think are really really good are Holier Than Thou. I think it's fantastic, and the other one is my friend of misery. I think it's fantastic.
0: I mean, they're they're fine. I mean, the album is fine. It's not a bad album. It's just a fine album for me, song wise, musically. But yeah, just I rarely ever go back to the black album.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's I I I will just because I think it sounds great. That is mm -hmm. that is it. Just so I can I can I can compare like my other records I think sound good to this one and just I don't know I don't know it's it's a fantastic sounding album I'm very happy that I opened it
0: good I'm I'm glad you're happy and you sold the other copy so yeah there you go there yeah. you go still gotta sell my copy along with like 200 other records but they're just, that's gonna, they're just gonna fucking <laughs> sit there in your room don't
1: just sit there in your room <laughs>
0: that's so dumb so, yeah, it is
1: really dumb. At least you know. But, that I, it's I, really dumb. but
0: once I once I actually go through with yeah, it and once I actually I, yeah. start selling them, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's going to be a lot. I, 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 I was candy and nuts. I was sifting through them all today, and there's some like big albums in there, like, popular fucking albums. So
1: yeah, there's still some stuff that I'm still on the fence about buying. But I just I <laughs> you have two good copies, too good of a copy for for my my bottom feeder blood.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I, I know. I see what you mean.
1: Yeah. Where, where where were you thinking of taking? There's there's an ACDC in there that I that I kind of wanted strictly because it's a little bit more rare than the one that I currently have, and it's in better shape than the one I currently have.
0: The Let There Be Rock or the Yeah Highway to Hell. Let L? There Be Rock. So I'm looking at the list right now.
1: Damn, you pull that up Ooh.
0: quick. I, I always have my my docs open on my browser all the time, so I just always have it there. Ooh, the cheapest copy of my Let There Be Rock, the Japanese one I have, going for seventy bucks.
1: Do you does it, does yours have the the ob strip on it too?
0: Mm, uh, no, I don't think so. So I, I, I wouldn't get the full amount that it's going for, but it is the it is the the copy, mm. but it doesn't have the ob strip now. Mm, mm, mm. yeah. yeah. So it's it's a pricey one,
1: that's for sure. It's a pricey one, that's right. You but my Highway to Hell is like twenty bucks. So. I, yeah, that's fine You should listen to the you, you really should keep The Metal Health By Quiet Riot You should at least Listen to <sighs> it I did it listen to it You don't like it? Not if no, you keep not it? No, not really No, I'm not oh, gonna damn. keep it Oh, you damn
0: know, I, I did listen to it I just don't Nah, eh, it's not for me Nah, for me But
1: Okay, okay, okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright Oh, man Hopefully I can get a lot For that Daft Punk too That I have Because I, I have like Zero desire to keep it So
1: I've had not a Daft Punk man I've had that. Out. Would you keep? Uh, would you keep Discovery?
0: I wouldn't keep any Daft Punk. I, what? I don't. I just. Not I don't. Discovery. I'm not, That's like. I'm just
1: not a huge fan of them. I. They're yeah. they're good. They're
0: fine. But I I never would go back and listen to them. So.
1: I've had you know. Random Access Memories twice in my possession, and once. Actually, both times I listened to it and was like, maybe I should keep this. I just I I think it's so boring. I think it's so boring. <laughs> I think it's so much different. Than what they, what you want from Daft Punk, just traditional melodic electronic. It's more Mm -hmm. song structure based with vocals and choruses and things like that. It's just boring. (laughs) I don't like it. But it's the most popular. Like it's, it's won Grammys and sold millions. And I don't know. I don't know, Tyler. Yeah, I don't know either. Just not a fan. Next thing I got is a band that they only have four albums. Mm-hmm. I've owned three out of the four, and I've gotten rid of all three of them because I don't think this band, this band, just doesn't scratch an itch for me. And that's Cream, Cream. Oh yes, Cream, 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 Cream. cream, cream. I agree with you, you on that.
0: They they are a really good band, but they don't. I'm never gonna go out and buy a Cream record.
1: This so like I've had their the first one I got was their last time Goodbye Cream, and that was just like hard rock boringness. I did not like that at all. And then I got their second, the one with like super psychedelic looking on the cover. And then uh, Wheels oh, yeah. of Fire, I got those two, and I thought these these are pretty cool. I I dig, I dig, but I still got rid of them because they're worth more than what I want, and and I don't, I'm not gonna listen to them. But this first album, Fresh Cream, this is their first album, their debut '66, super super early, and Clapton only sings one song on one song on this album, and it's not even like the whole song. It's just, it's buried anyway. But damn, mm-hmm. this album is fucking good. Like, really, really good. Where did you good. get it? This was in one of the lots that I bought. The, the oh. cover, I mean, the covers, the the jackets all beat up, and the bottom part looks like it was someone put a sticker on the bottom and they ripped the sticker off. Yeah. But the record plays absolutely fantastic. It's fine. There's very little surface noise. But dude, this is like, not being a huge Cream fan that I am, and also not thinking that Clapton is is as great as. Society thinks that he is This is (laughs) This is the perfect spot for Clapton Because he's uh, Jack Bruce does Most of the vocals If not Mm -hmm. all of the vocals here And the last couple songs Like Ginger Baker really steps it up And he's just drumming his heart out And so that leaves like Clapton And never on this album does Clapton Get super obnoxious in his solos And it's a lot of like Just extended leads And a lot of just jams but all the songs are, you know, three to four to five minutes. Very little of the songs are like over five minutes except for some of the instrumentals. Most of the songs are two to three, maybe three and a half minutes. And so I when mean, you I get, guess it's pretty common for a blues rock band. Well you know, not like, not for these guys. When you like like when you start to get in the double the double disc for these guys, I mean like the next no. album, most of the yeah. songs are, are three to five minutes and then the Wheels of Fire, that's that's the double one, half studio, half live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got 16, 20 minute songs on that one. And I think, <laughs> I don't think Clapton can last that long. I think he has, he's enough in him to do like a three minute song. And I think doing that, he is just, he's unstoppable. He's so fucking good. And this, this is my favorite and the only Cream album that I would probably ever own. I think even if I got free ones, I'd probably still scalp them and get rid of them because I just... They just don't do it for me, man. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. I don't know what it no, is. I, but I'm with you. I'm not.
0: I'm not a huge Cream guy at all. I, I think Ginger Baker was the best thing to come out of that band, and yeah, they're just not for me. Clapton's a great guitar player, but I don't think he's like, not nearly one of my favorites at all. But I've yeah. never, uh, I've never seen, I've never seen this record in the wild ever. I was looking at the cover, and I've never ever seen it. Yeah. I, I do see a lot of Cream records too, but I've never seen this one.
1: I mean, if you ever see this one for like ten or under, and it's in solid condition, just pick it up. I promise you'll like it. I'm sure it will. Because I I feel like we think the same things about Cream and Clapton, and our complaints are are similar enough to where Mm -hmm. this one, like this one, is really really good. It's not like I'm not just saying that because I got it for free and I was playing it. it. This is really really good. And I had not heard this one in, their, in its entirety because I've never seen it, never gotten it. And so going backwards from Cream, like listening to their last one first, and then going all the way back to their first one last, I cannot believe that like this is the same band that I've been hating on because this is this is fantastic.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll take your
1: word for it right now. This is one hundred percent their best album. All right,
0: I'll look Easy. I'll look out for it honestly. I will honestly look out for it. You probably I see interested. it now
1: for like fifty bucks and fucking. I know. White Rabbit or some shit. i will be super mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. All I, right. I went to White Rabbit today too to go see if like because they have that. Remember I told you they had they got that huge huge jazz collection in. Yeah. But everything is so expensive, and they've been slowly been putting the jazz stuff out. So I went by today just to look through the through it again, and dude, everything is just so expensive. Like, it, you know, like I was saying, sixty to like two hundred fifty bucks for some of these records. Oh jazz my god! Records. Like, there's a sh- there's a ton of Miles Davis, Coltrane. Uh, I mean, those are like obviously the big names, but like the records that they have for sale from this lot are going for
1: seventy plus, at least. See so when you nuts. get when you get like an original Blue Note, like any of these jazz guys that sell for like five hundred. If your local record shop's selling it for 2 250 like you got to think that the percentage of a discount that you're getting is big. But when they're yeah. selling something for $60, like you're paying full price for that record. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Like one person sold on discogs for 500, now all of a sudden everybody thinks that they can raise the price exponentially. <laughs> whereas you know people have been selling on discogs for like 50 60 bucks record stores can get away with selling for maybe 70 75 mm-hmm. it's in clean condition
0: it's fucking wild man this this hobby is fucking stupid i know oh and then I, w- I was i was there today and i was talking to the guy his name's Tracy. he's really really nice and he was they had they have a they have an acdc uh record up on the wall up on the shelf on the wall uh it's uh uh dirty deeds but it's the it's the original cover the australian cover you know with the the cartoon with the guy's arm you know a little
1: tattoo on his arm yeah yeah Yeah. it's
0: it's one of those copies and they're selling it for a hundred bucks and he's like yeah i had some asshole come in here last week and they took it off the shelf to look at it and they dropped it on the ground oh my god (laughs) he said he was he was like he like wanted to kick the guy out but luckily the record nothing happened to the record but because he ended up playing it after to make sure nothing happened to it but yeah, some asshole and he's like and he's like we've ha- we have signs here that say don't take the records off the shelf, like ask for help, ask for assistance. But he said like every day you'll get like he'll get like one person take one of those records off the wall. And he said it's just it happens so often where people drop shit.
1: I I mean, I've seen you drop records countless times. <laughs> uh, constantly fucking dropping. I did, I, dropping did records. I did drop one of my records last week. Dude, how is <laughs> it was impossible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my I know. god! I've never I don't know seen. How it I've never seen I don't it happen know. so
1: much. It's crazy. Yeah, they, but I'm
0: extra careful at record stores.
1: Like these record stores should like charge people like I don't know five percent of the total value if they drop it. <laughs> fucking assholes.
0: Just to teach them a lesson.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fuck them, dude. It's stupid. That's annoying. It's it's it's, it's rude, and disrespectful. To be honest, it is.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree, especially when you have signs that say "Do not touch."
1: Mm-hmm. Fucking asshole does.
0: But anyway, Anyway, sorry. Sorry,
1: continue. Uh, Yeah, Uh, so this is all now going into the folk realm here. Um, First one is is Arlo Guthrie. Mm -hmm. No, Arlo Guthrie. He's the the son of Woody Guthrie, massive Uh folk singer from from, fucking 1910 to 1960. Mm -hmm. But uh, his son, Arlo Guthrie, I got his first album, Alice's Restaurant, And I know this album because it's popular for having one song that's like 20 minutes long and it's a Vietnam War protest song. This came out in 67. It's a Vietnam Mm -hmm. War protest song, but it's done in like a talking blues way. So Mm -hmm. he's just, he's playing like a chord pattern and just, just telling you a story. So it's very, very basic, but there's a little folk in there, a little folk influence. And it's based on like an actual story that he had that happened to Arlo and, you know, he embellishes a little bit in that 20 minutes long. And it's just, it's such a cool story. And it's such a awesome period piece, especially of protest music. And, like, when we think of protest music in today's times where things are just so, thing, things seem to be so straightforward. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about it later on in the album of the week, how straightforward people are, lyricists are in their, in their how they present protest. I am mad at this. I do not like the government because of this. We need to stop this. There's no, there's no nuance to it. But when you True. listen, when you listen to a 20 minute piece by this guy coming out, you know he wrote this in 1965 and it came out two years later. And you listen to it, and it takes it honestly takes 20 minutes. And then at the very end, you kind of realize, like, holy fuck, dude, he just said a lot of shit. That, <laughs> like, that is something that has just been completely lost over the decades. And I. I I absolutely love this and and it's hard it's hard to listen to the second side because that first side Alice's Restaurant Massacre is what it's called is so mm-hmm. good. It is just so iconic. It's 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 his most popular song by far. It's one of the most popular like like folk protest blues songs of all time. It's it's absolutely fantastic.
0: Interesting. Okay. I've never heard it, but
1: maybe if you saw like the cover, you would you would recognize the cover possibly.
0: What's what's the name of the album again?
1: Alice's Restaurant.
0: No, I've I've never I've never seen this I've never seen this cover. Mm. It's weird, but yeah, I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, this is this was his first, and supposedly, like, like I mean, as, as legend has it, as his dad was dying, as Woody Guthrie was was on his deathbed, Arlo finally re- sh- like showed him this song that he was going to release, and and Woody was like, oh that's so good, and then died happy because his son finally made a really, really, really good protest song in the blues folk realm. What a what a like what a story <laughs> yeah, so that he good. died right after hearing the song. Made it's so good. Like the, the the story goes and now I'm just gonna tell the story now briefly. I'll I'll sum up. I'll okay. sum up. All right. The, the the story is is Woody was at a party, like a Thanksgiving party eating dinner, a dinner party and then mm-hmm. he offered to clean up for everybody and throw the trash away at the dump. And as he was driving to the dump, he, the dump was closed because it was Thanksgiving. And so mm-hmm. he looked over like the side of a cliff or the ditch or whatever. And there was already trash in the ditch. So he just threw his shit on top of the, already, the trash that was already there. Yeah. It fucked up. Yeah, littering. Shouldn't be doing that shit. That's Dick move. Went home. Like a day later, the police come, arrest him, throw him in jail. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? Said, oh, you littered? And so then it was just like a spiraling thing out of control, and he eventually gets into how like his life is kind of ruined because he's just fucking littered, and what should have been, you know, a hundred dollar fine back then turned into this huge life changing event. Then eventually he goes to, uh oh, you moving his hands.
0: All right, so continue. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So he he eventually goes to. Either enlist or check in for the Selective Service or whatever it is for the Vietnam War, and much like a lot of other people, he doesn't want to go just mindlessly kill people, and he, that's not his thing. He doesn't want to do it, and so he tries mm-hmm. to get out of it by doing different things, seeming, seem, seeming, seemingly, seeming. No, because he wants to seem like he's he's crazy. So, oh, okay, okay. he's going in there, seeming like he's crazy. And saying, oh, I'm, I'm fucking stoked to kill people. I'm excited to go, you know, cut heads off and let's do this. I'm excited. And, and they they, take it uh, literally I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, we want you. Like, you're the best. And then he he kind of goes into like, well, maybe I should like pretend that I'm gay because they hate gays in, in the military. But then what really sets him apart, what really makes him not be able to enlist is the fact that he got a ticket for littering, you know, fucking years prior and he was like, "Really? After all this shit I just said, that's what you focus on? Is the fact that I went to jail for littering?" <laughs> and it was just this—it was this big thing. And there's all these little pieces that I'm giving you here, and a uh, like overall, the overall concept is just how shitty and broken the entire system is. And it's just an amazing mm-hmm. story about how horrible life was in the '60s, and how many people tried to change it in ways like this. Mm-hmm. And it was—it was—it's a good song. It's really cool. It's a good and story. I, I'm- but it does sound interesting. I
0: am, I'm intrigued for sure. So, good stuff. Great stuff. All right. So, what else you got?
1: Um, I got some. I got. So, I've been in this like Crosby, Stills, Nash thing for several weeks now, and mm-hmm. it's. I don't know when it started. I don't know how it started. I don't know why it started. What the fuck did it start with? But it started. It start. Oh yeah, I know how it started because I got Stephen Stills' first album and one of the lots that I got it was just it was free and I was like oh I'll, I'll listen to it cuz I like Neil Young and I like Crosby Stills Nash Young what they did together so let's see what this sounds like and his first album is is solid it was good it was better than I thought it was going to be the cover looked really dumb and the fighting that that Neil Young and Stephen Stills had done in the past is just it's so stupid and so I listened to his and I was like okay this is pretty good like I'm I'm impressed with this I want to continue I at least want to listen to all of their albums that were made after Deja Vu. So Neil, mm-hmm. Neil Young already had two albums under his belt after Deja Vu came out. But they all had a, like a high-profile release after Deja Vu, their biggest thing that they've ever done, came out. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I got was Graham Nash, and then I got David Crosby, both of their first album. Graham Nash, his album's called Songs for Beginners. This is his first album from 71, and... This one I like. I like Graham Nash's vocals. They're probably besides Neil Young's. He, he's my favorite. I like. I like the way he straight, He sings. He's a little more straightforward than Crosby and Neil Young with like melodies and and writing and and it's very like folk and country driven. Neil kind of like fluctuates his voice, very high pitched sometimes. Graham doesn't do none of that. It's just, I don't know, he's, he's, it's, it's really straightforward. It's really good, though. And, and Neil Young, a lot of times, is also really straightforward, but he writes really, really catchy stuffs. Oh, it's extremely catchy. It's so good. Yeah, so, so Graham Nash is in that same realm. And, and all of these guys have just like a slew of guest stars on it, and it's just, it's insane. And the other one is David Crosby. His first album is If I Could Only Rem- Remember My Name. And David Crosby, I've never listened to because I think he looks goofy. He's, like, bald, he looks, and he's got, like, the Larry yeah. David haircut, but longer on the sides, <laughs> and a, just a gross mustache, and a, he just looks so goofy. Yeah, he's but, an ugly man, that's for sure. Yeah, just terrible. But, like, this is, I got, I, I wanted this one because it's got pretty much everybody from The Grateful Dead on it. And, mm-hmm. like, they all play on one song, and it's, it's, it's got Mickey Hart on drums, it's got, recruits on on percussions and it's got jerry garcia it's got phil lesh it's got like everybody oh, shit. from the grateful dead on this song and it's not like a grateful dead song it's still just it's it's a very it's it's a very different blues rock psychedelic song than what the grateful dead had already been doing this is 1971 this mm-hmm. is this is a little bit different than like the americana sounds and psychedelia that they were doing and it's kind of like his own spin on it and this has become very, very popular in in a lot of a lot of folklore, a lot of a lot of the folk realm. People people love this album, and it's it's good. It's very psychedelic sounding, but also very stripped down folk blue stuff. Interesting. Okay, it's good shit. These guys did really I'm, good stuffs.
0: I'm excited when we eventually do the episode when we do the the CSNY record, and then like you were, you suggested, which I think is a good idea. We rank. Every member solo record.
1: Yeah, I'm they're, they're, for that. Their big release after Deja Vu came out. Yeah, because Neil Young already had two under his belt, and I'm not a big fan of his of his of his debut album. I just it's okay. All right. So, um, what else you got? That's it. That that leads to my song of the week. Oh, okay. My here pick, my song, my 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 thing here. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've chosen a pop punk song for my song of the week.
0: Yeah, because you don't have a lot of pop punk records.
1: Yeah, they're usually just too fucking expensive. Like they're not stuff I can go out and buy for a dollar. They're always like twenty five, thirty five, fifty five dollars. <laughs> That's how much my toy patch was. Was fifty five. That was a good deal.
0: That was a great fucking deal on that yeah. one. So, so yeah, I so lucky. I lucky
1: this too. this was our repressing this this album is by Sugar Cult and it's their album Start Static. Their first album this came out two thousand one, and they did a repress mm-hmm. of it in two thousand twenty one for the twenty year anniversary. And that's oh that's why I was on Chain Reactions website today was because on the tenth anniversary of this album, Sugar Colt played a surprise show at Chain and played this oh, album okay. in its entirety. And I was like, Oh fuck, I wonder if they did it this year at all either. And so I was that's why I was on Chain Reaction site. <laughs> that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Dude, fucking dope. So yeah, this is uh this this album people probably know this from Stuck in America, Bouncing Off the Walls, Pretty Girl. Those are like the three main songs here. And, yeah. do, like, do you know Bouncing Off the Walls?
0: I mean, that's, I know that song better than any one of their songs. You know, I Stuck in really America like too. that song. Yeah. No, no, well, I know that song as well. But, but I, I mean, when Bouncing Off the Walls came out, came out I, I was obsessed with that song.
1: That's so good. It's just, it's, yeah. these guys are just straightforward pop punk with little punk in them. Just very, very pop punk. Yeah, but, it's way more pop than, anything. but like, pop all caps and then punk all lowercases. There's very yeah, it's little. Closer
0: punk. to pop rock. Closer to pop rock than pop punk.
1: The only reason I, I would I would still throw them in pop punk is because some of their songs are a little more aggressive and the distortion is not like your rock distortion of the two thousands. Mm. It's more of a punk punker distortion. It's a little it's a little more it's green distortion. day and less like blink.
0: Okay. All right, all right. But yeah, I so I, I um, chose I
1: chose a song that um wasn't on it was on some of the CDs when it came out. Because I I thought about choosing like Stuck in America or Bouncing Off the Walls or whatever. But um, those are are like the big ones. And this this song wasn't on – it was on their their demos. So it wasn't released – I think it was on some CDs. I didn't have this song on my CD. So I don't know who had this on their CD. But when I bought the vinyl – it was a reissue and it came with three of the bonus songs from like the demos that they were doing. And then it mm-hmm. came with a live version of bouncing off the wall. So you get to hear bouncing off the walls twice <laughs> on the <laughs> vine tree. I know what a tree. I'm not mad about it at all. It's so good. <laughs> but if you just take this as just a, is a period of, of pop punk in, in the early two thousands, dude, it's just, it's unbeatable. It's so fucking good. It is amazing. And, I, I don't know I think it's, I think it's fantastic
0: Alright So let's play the song what, what, What's the song?
1: Oh uh, No Action I forgot what song I was playing
0: Alright So here's, here it is No Action From the Sugar Colts I don't want to kiss you I don't want to touch I don't want to see you Cause I don't miss you that much I'm not a telephone junkie Yeah.
1: Them. I'm not a telephone junkie
0: Go. No action from Sugar Colt. <laughs> so I've never been a huge, a huge Sugar Sugar Colt guy. I, they're they're fine. They're good. They're just not. They've never really been for me. This is a good song though. There's I, there's I, a couple I, things never, about Sugar yeah, Colt. There's
1: there's a couple mm-hmm. things about Sugar Colt besides Memory, which is like their other big hit.
0: Oh yeah, that I forgot about that song too.
1: The acoustic version of Memory is just unbeatable. It's so fucking good. <laughs> but besides this album, unless I saw it for like. $10 or less, even then, I don't think I'd pick anything else up because it's just, they're not like a really, really good pop punk band. They just have things about them in their songs that I think are really, really good. For instance, I chose No Action because it's a dumb song. There's not there's not a <laughs> lot of strong melody going on. And in the no, chorus, he's just saying there's no action. And in the backup, there's no action. Like it's not, there's no melody there. But there's it, it one, actually I'm sorry. There, there, there's one part of this song that I think is just, it's so good. It's, it's when he says, I'm not a telephone junkie. It's, I'm mm-hmm. not a telephone junkie. And it, like, plays out a little bit. Oh, my God. That is just to die for. And this song yeah. is so stereotypical pop punk, but, like, bad pop punk. Okay. All right. But I love it. It's just, it, it, the, this is the only thing I would ever buy from them.
0: It did remind me, I don't know why, this song reminded me a little bit of something like, that maybe Smoking Popes would put out. Like, not overly melodic, not overly catchy, but there's enough there to keep you hooked. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yes. A I little I, Smoking Popes-wise.
1: I agree. I just think the... I, I think Sugar Colt didn't want to do that, whereas the Smoking Popes were intentional in their delivery of almost, like, like, monotone choruses. <laughs> And, and yeah. song structures, but when the smoking popes do it there's just because like the, the the brothers Josh and and whatever Cartier those guys are just really good songwriters so when they write monotone choruses there's a lot of nuance to it to where you can hum the guitar riff or you can or you can like bounce along to like the rhythm section whereas with Sugar Cole, I don't think they were ever i don't think they were ever good I just think they had a couple massive hits that will live on forever because Stuck in America is is a fantastic fucking song. It bouncing is. off the walls is a fantastic is song. It's an even better song. And we saw them at Bamboozle left.
0: Did oh we did. Yeah, Hooray. dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh my right. god. That was like a pig I in shit. I was right so
1: now. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I would saw them, yeah. That's that was right. the band Dude, Sugar Cole was the band that we got super close to them. and this was during the daytime, but it was like getting dusk. It was almost nighttime before like I think Thrice and Dashboard were the headliners. Yeah. And, or a brand new. It was brand new. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It was brand new. Yeah. And uh this was so it was like dusk and we were getting really close to Sugar Cole and we started like flipping them off. And this was this was after Keyed is what we aimed for, had done it, and then we were moshing, and then we got yelled at for that. But yeah, we were we flipping off Sugar Coal, and everybody in their, like, crew on the side were just eyeballing us and so angry at us for doing this. Wait, wasn't that Yellow Card? No, we did Yellow Card because Yellow Card was the same day.
0: Yeah, Yellow Card. And then and then Ryan Key got mad at us. Yeah, Ryan was, Key, like, the, singer,
1: the singer for Yellow Card, was the one who was glaring at us. And then Sugar Colt we did it also to them. And it was their crew that was getting mad at us. Okay. And then we did it a third time to, or was the third was a third time or second time. But the first time was kids what we aimed for. We were moshing yeah, and we got yeah, yelled yeah. at. So we got yelled at three times. <laughs> Dude, we and, were such idiots, man. And we and were for, such idiots. <laughs> and for kids what we aimed for, <laughs> the, the bass player was the one who like, kept like getting mad at us and like glaring at us too. <laughs> yeah. We're having a good time.
0: Oh, man. And the funny thing is, like, we were we were actually big fans of Yellow Card. I know. And we liked One Cue what we Aim for a song. And we were pretty, I mean, you guys were bigger fans of Sugar Cult than I was, but, like, we were actually enjoying it. Like, we weren't, we were being idiots, but we weren't doing it out of, like, hatred, you know? No,
1: dude, especially, like, Yellow Card, when, when, when Ryan was getting all mad. Like, we, dude, like, I've been a Yellow Card fan for so fucking long already. I knew every single one of their songs and all these little chumps out there. Probably just listened to Ocean Avenue once. Out here. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I, um, I, I'm super happy that I bought this Sugar Cold album and uh, that's all I got. There you go. That's it. There you go. I'm that's glad it. you're happy about it. I'm glad yes. you're happy. About I'm happy it. that you're happy.
0: <clears throat> there you go. There you go. So, uh, kind of what I picked up vinyl wise, I, I got a few things. I got four things, actually, including my pick. Um, first off, first things first, some might say, even though that's on the no no list, uh, Blink 182. Uh, I finally got around to listening to their live record, the Mark, Tom and Travis show. Uh, This one you picked up for me at a record show a few months back. And uh, I don't know why it just took me so long to listen to it, but I did. And uh, this was recorded over two nights back in 1999, but it wasn't released till 2000, November of 2000. And uh, oh man, when this came out, I just, I was obsessed with this live record. And I remember having to hide it, hide listening to it from my, my mom, because if she ever caught wind of what was being said on this record, (laughs) she would have, she would have killed me. Just the last part. (laughs) No, it's like, it's between every fucking song. They say something stupid, but, but anyway, no, I I love this. I love this live record. I think there, I mean, yeah, there, there's some, there's some like post-production stuff added on and, but otherwise it's a great sounding live record and the banter is great. And yes, I did listen to side four where it is all banter. It is all banter. And I enjoyed it. I laughed. Of course I didn't did. I didn't cry, but I laughed. And I enjoyed myself. So I have no regrets there. Okay. But go check it out, the Mark, Tom and Travis show. It's on, it's on uh, streaming sites now. Uh, it wasn't for a long time. It goes on and off of streaming sites for whatever reason. Nobody really knows why, but it does. And then I was surprised to read also that this, this record sold like millions worldwide. This live record sold millions of copies. I couldn't believe it. That's, Never would have thought that.
1: Well, I mean, my my aunt bought me that one by mistake. I asked for, mm. I think by that time, I think I asked for Toy Page or whatever. I saw, I mean, she bought me that one and, and that's how I first heard that was I was asking for something else and she bought me that one. So mm. maybe people just were wanting something blink and didn't realize that it was a live album.
0: Yeah, that could have been Back in it. the day. That could have
1: been it. Back in the Columbia yeah. House days. I don't know. <laughs> but does it sound fine? Like, is it is a good pressing? Oh, no, like it sounds great. Yeah, no, it's a great noise. pressing. There's no, no issues. I had
0: no issues listening to it. No the guy that I bought noise. it from
1: is, is, no. a, is a legit dude, and he always brings good stuff, and I like him.
0: Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm stoked I have it, because now it's, like, really expensive. So, it's very expensive. I don't know why, but it is. But I guess it's only been pressed, like, once, maybe twice. So, mm. there you go. I got it. I'm stoked. My Blink collection is complete. Yeah, it's complete now.
1: Well, I have every record. So well, you're not I mean, buying any more Blink? is that what you're saying? Well,
0: okay, I okay, I take it back. I take oh. it back. I need Cali Deluxe because I already and have Cali.
1: You need Toy Paws Deluxe. Else. Oh, Okay, okay. And no. and that's it. You need Dogs.
0: Well, that's not an album. That's an EP. Oh, so,
1: so you so you're not getting Dogs.
0: I'm going to get Dogs. Oh, I, I will get Dogs, and I will get They Came to They Came to Conquer Uranus.
1: Which I think yep. is on. I think it's on vinyl. Was that ever pressed? I don't know. Let me check now. Now Ooh, that'd know. be cool. Now I really don't know. That would be a nice one. But yeah, do they, yeah. they? I don't know. The the MTAT stuff. I like. I like it because the last side is just the uh, the live stuff. The, the last song on the third side ends with um, "Man Overboard," so I can just I can I can call it a day after that. God, I can't missed. do it anymore. I can't zero do zero fun. I, I think zero fun. That's you. I. Th- I think what it is is I really, really would have loved if they just left it in between songs, so it's not just one fucking side of jokes. I want them, mm. I want it like as it was. And when you put all the jokes on one side, it's like it's not a fucking. They're not. It's not a comedy routine. I'm not hearing stand up. It's Stupid.
0: <laughs> I did read though that that all the banter at the end was taken over an entire tour. It wasn't taken off of those two shows. Oh, that's even it was, worse. Yeah, it was all just random stuff that and it wasn't even I guess like um they it was one of like the the road crew somebody on the road crew suggested the idea and they liked it and the guy on the on the crew was the one who compiled it compiled it all together and then Travis was the, was the guy in the band who did not want to put it on there cuz obviously he has zero personality <laughs> so he, he 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 was he was outright and said I do not want we should not put that on the live record and then they overruled him obviously and it was put on there and uh, and i was reading more about it too and i guess during that tour they wanted travis to be a part of you know to have fun honestly and so they actually set up a mic next to his drum kit so he could like have fun with them but he refused to say anything Never i just want to play drums i just want to play a drums. fucking word fucking cock man god he's the such worst. a boner he's such a butthole <laughs> oh, dude, like but if he wasn't such a good drummer who played with such a cool band like Dude, I would hate him. I'd fucking hate him.
1: I mean, no, you're right. It, but you can still hate him. He, at this point, he's just like a mm, man. It's so annoying because Enema is just—he's so bad on Enema. I cannot fucking stand his drumming at Enema. It's so obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. And he thinks in his mind, in his brain, in his mind where he thinks he yeah, thought it's a good place it was—he to probably thought, like, "Ooh, I'm so much better than Scott. Like, dude, Scott has nothing on me. Let me just fucking flare constantly." And it was so fucking annoying. And then mixed with Jerry Finn doing probably one of the worst production things he's ever done in his fucking life. All the organ sounds. And, Dude, it's one oy, song. Or one part oy. of one song with the organ. Come on, get out of here. Oy. I don't know what he Fuck was thinking.
0: Here. Forget it. Uh, so, uh, The Came to Conquer Uranus is on Discogs, selling for 55 after shipping. So That's not bad. It's not terrible. I was expecting like yeah, at least 150. At Why the yeah. fuck
1: is dogs so expensive? But that's not that expensive. I don't fucking know. That's, that's annoying. So stup-
0: well, it's also a seven inch, so it's it's because it's three so- Well, dogs is only five. but <laughs> I know. It's not that big. I don't know. It's stupid though. It makes me mad. I'm mad. I'm so mad. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I listened to that. Got that one. Whatever. Uh, the next one here, I picked up RTJ three. Run the jewels. Ooh. The third record. Pick this one up from Fort from of Sound. Yeah, Fort of Sound. Of Sound. Uh, Port of Sound, Costa Mesa, California. Great record store, especially if you want new records. They have fucking everything. I mean, you've been there. We've talked about it on the pod. they just the most organized record store I've ever been into. It's yes. remarkable. It's fucking remarkable. And the guy who owns the place is super cool, super, super cool guy. The girl who also is always there, Myra, she's super chill too. Like They're, they're a really cool record store. But, uh, but yeah, I only go there really to get new records because I know they'll have it. So uh, I picked up, yeah, they have like a used bin out in the front, but it's all just like fucking trash. Like not even (laughs) like, not even like good trash, just like trash, trash, like Herb Alpert and below. Not even, it's not even that it's just like random ass fucking indie bands that oh. you've never heard of like oh. they like they they have i, I would have to, i would say like at least a quarter of the stuff they have in those bins are record store day stuff over the last like 10 years oh, that never sold
1: desperately to get rid of make yeah, some of their that, money
0: back that and like soundtracks like trash soundtracks but anyway once you go into the store they have a lot of fucking stuff and it's great so uh they have the i picked up rtj3 and uh i mean I mean this this album. Uh, we we even did this on the pod, this album on the pod in the old format, and it's perfect. Track. Did we? Did yeah, we did we did it like a week after it came out? Because remember they surprise dropped it like on Christmas Eve, and then we and then I was I listened to it and I just I loved it, and then I I said we should do it on the pod. Like we don't do new new albums very often, so let's just do it. And you are like, okay, it's fine. So we did it, hmm. but it was like before we did the lyric, like we were, before we were lyric men. So it. It wasn't a very good episode.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like all it is. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: but I fucking love this record, and damn does it sound so good! Like it just LP is such a great producer, a great just he's so good at his job, and uh, and this album is just. I mean, I prefer RTJ four, but the third oh, RTJ three is second best. Oh yeah, yeah, easily they, they, like like we talked about on the RTJ RTJ four episode. They're one of those rare bands that get better with every record. Yeah,
1: like, yeah that was that doubt. was that was also one of the few ones where we've, we agreed on the order of the rankings: one, two, three, four.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So pick that one up. I'm so stoked. They still have a couple more, Jeff. If you want them, I could swing by there because I know you also wanted that Kevin Devine, So I'd have even more of a reason to go to Porta Sound. I do want that
1: I do want that Kevin divide. I don't know how I have not I don't know how I don't have that already. It doesn't make any really sense. Either. I don't know. I think I think friend of the pod Mike has been hiding stuff. He hides stuff all <laughs> the time. He like secretly fucking goes out and plays PGA 2K 21 and <laughs> gets better and so I don't know.
0: I know I I see cuz I get notify now that I got up my PS5 I get notifications on my phone that when any of my friends come online. And he he comes now. He comes online and like every morning, and every afternoon. Like he goes and plays like on his lunch <laughs> and everything. He's, he's playing any any free time he gets. He's playing.
1: He's hit, he's in the range. He's putting yeah, he's man, putting he's, he work. not fuck around. I know he is. Around. But dude,
0: PGA man, this game.
1: Have you, have well, you played little, it?
0: Yet? Little off topic, man. Dude, this is like one of the most boring games I've ever played.
1: Oh my god! Wait till we play together. I it's fucking so fun. It. Dude, it's one of the most fun things that you'll ever experience. I it's so it. hilarious.
0: I mean, it'll be fun when we're all like together, like and and fighting. But man, I, I put it on yesterday and I got like fifteen minutes <laughs> in, and I and I was like, "Why am I playing this? Like, this sucks, man. This is so boring." So I just shut it off and. I I just don't I don't get it I do not get it. Do
1: the way the way we play too is is Mike and I he would shoot first and then I would shoot and then golf rules from there basically furthest from the hole goes again and so as the mm-hmm. other person's shooting you can you can see their their avatar like you know going like a practice swing you can watch their avatar change clubs you can watch their avatar do all of these things so the entire time while the other person is determining what is the best club to use ball placement, Mm -hmm. things like that. I'm just like shit talking the entire time. I'm like, Oh, you going to use a fight. You going to use your driver for this. Are you you fucking, are you brave? Like what's going on? You're going to land in the lake. So that, that (laughs) aspect is what makes it so funny. And then like putting, you can see him take the little backswing and like come down and then like you know, set up, take their backswing, come down, set up, take their backswing and like the entire time you're just shit talking to the other person. <laughs> and then now if we play a four player game and there's three of us shit talking one person, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, I, it's going to be so funny. It's, it's that was so the best dumb. part. That was the best part.
0: I, I mean, I guess that part is fun. Like when you have somebody that you're actually playing with, but playing by yourself, my God, it is so boring.
1: I was so pissed at it. I almost smashed my controller. I was so fucking mad. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I was so mad. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what happened? Why were you so fucking pissed? I just,
1: I, i when I played with, so there's five difficulties. Let's call them A, B, C, D, F. I was on, I was mm-hmm. playing Mike on the D difficulty and okay. I did well, like I did really well. I did minimum par every shot, which means I, I did the the bare minimum for the shot, which you should be doing, which is really good as it is. But then I would do mm-hmm. like one less shot, which is birdie. And mm-hmm. I did really, really good. I was like, fuck that. I'll skip the C ranking and just go straight to B. And so I did that and my God, I just got my ass handed to me on the B ranking. <laughs> and I was so fuck putts that I was making on the D difficulty, I was mm-hmm. missing by like fucking two feet on the on the B difficulty. And I was so mad. I was yelling. I was swearing. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad
0: so dumb
1: i know (laughs) i know it's like real golf real golf is so fucking stupid (laughs) i love it love it i
0: still don't i still don't understand golf i've never played golf i've been to driving ranges but i've never actually played a game of golf so i don't have no idea how to score i don't know anything about it it's easy and i hate the game i fucking hate i hate pga i hate the game but anyway let's move on uh this next one I picked up from uh what's the vinyl me please VMB? Yeah. Yeah. Uh the, the subscription site. Uh I guess I signed up a little too late and like all of the every month is like has is terrible for the next three months. So uh so I ended up swapping uh because yeah, October was trash. So I picked up uh, an an older one that they had put out that wasn't sold out, luckily, and that was MIA. Her uh, her second record, Kala, which we did on the pod, what was it like a month ago? So yeah. yeah, this came on. It, it's cut at 45, and I threw it on, and I f- forgot about that. So it's playing really slow. I went like a good almost two minutes before realizing <laughs> that it was it wasn't playing right. And then I was like, "Oh my god, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" Because I just I kind of was half assed listening, and so I went I went fucking two minutes listening to it at
1: 33 when it should be played at 45. Well, sometimes so you don't stupid. know if it's just like yeah. if it's just like beats. You don't know if it's like a slow trap beat or if it's going to be like a faster you know techno inspired beat like you don't know it's fine yeah I do it all and i'm time. also
0: still i'm also still learning this record because like w- w- what we talked about on the pod i had only heard this record maybe once prior to the pod so i I wasn't super familiar with it yet so yeah i got i got two minutes in and i was irritated but <laughs> uh yeah it's a cool like one one lp is this like bright green the other one's a purple and it looks really nice it matches the like the hologram looking cover and uh or holographic i should say And yeah, it looks, it's awesome. It sounds great. It's man. I was, I was kind of blown away at the, at how good this record sounded through my speakers. And I don't even have like great, great speakers, but wow, it was just that low end, the low end on this record on this pressing was just unreal. It was so, so good.
1: Is is the cover of that one, actual holographic, like a Pokemon card? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. That's so Why? annoying. Because just fucking, I will give you the difference that you paid for it. No, just I want, the, I like Trade this one. me for that one. Like no. I, I will Hell give no. you, you'll make money.
0: I don't care. I like, I don't know how yours sounds and I think mine sounds It sounds, sounds fantastic.
1: So fucking good. Just buy, just,
0: you, you already subscribed to the stupid site. So just don't do your November and just get Kala instead.
1: No, because I want my site. November. November's good. November's a good one. Would you switch out for October then? I'm getting the 3 6 Mafia for October. Oh, you got that one? And then November's oh, okay. Clips, and, which is fine. Pushes T's band with his brother. And then it's uh, RZA on in December.
0: Oh, yeah. Rizza, I do want to get. But you could still get it for like $33. You could buy oh. like an old, an old month album for like $33. What's the difference?
1: I know you're right. Let me, I'm just gonna, What's your, the difference? Buy, as it as a VMP, buy it off of VMP,
0: buy it off VMP, and then sell your old copy. There's no fucking difference. Just do it.
1: But who am I selling my old copy to?
0: I don't know. Fucking I don't, eBay? Where else are making money. That's true. Fucking knucklehead.
1: God, it's it could, okay. it's just such a so mine's not cut at 45. Mine's 33. And so all of the songs are, you know, the they're tiny, right? I gotta yeah. change the fucking record twenty-five times or the same amount of times you have to change your record. But I still don't <laughs> want that. I want the I want the forty five. Yeah, get the
0: forty five, you get the cool color variant, the holographic cover. Come on, man. just do
1: it. Yeah, my, mine's only worth twenty five dollars. Like the median is twenty five bucks.
0: Okay, and then you pay thirty three. It's only a seven dollar difference. Yeah, if I sell for twenty five,
1: right? if I trade it in, I'm gonna get fucking eight dollars for it. If I sell it on eBay, I'll get maybe twenty for it, minus shipping, minus everything else. Okay, then what's the issue? Fifteen dollars. Bundle it. No, what I'm saying is just fucking give me yours, and I will give <laughs> no. you the seven dollars. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what I'm saying. No, you don't. It's not gonna happen. You don't even collect records. I,
0: I really enjoy this record. Like I was, I was one of those instances, that doesn't happen very often on the pod, where I really, really like the artist or the record that we did, even though I had never heard, really heard it prior. This, this record's great. It's fantastic.
1: Was the last time that we did a record or an artist that you never really got that into prior to MIA, was it Van Halen?
0: Uh, well, it was Black Flag,
1: Ah, uh, yeah, Black Flag. Black Flag, Flag was okay. a
0: big one for me. Like, I, I even listen to Black Flag today. I listened to Damage today when I was driving around. <laughs> I, listen to, I listen to them a lot, and it's crazy. but are so I think dumb.
1: <laughs> They're so Got good. Got a six-pack and
0: nothing to do. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme some more. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> just one, two, three.
1: No, no, it says four, but it's, the right. four is rushed. I think it's I think just one, two, three, and then they hit it, and they, they drop in. Actually and then furthermore furthermore, like uh, I'm Shakespeare or <laughs> something. Um, in me first in the gimme gimmies, I think at one point they do the intro the so, Yeah, the intro to, to Six Pack is uh the Sloop John B song. The 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 the, the jump part, the oh, two Oh yeah, two, didn't two, we talk two. about that? We've never done me first in the gimme gimme's, but we did damage. No. So maybe we talked about it then. No,
0: no, no. We, we talked about it because you brought a me first song to the as your pick of the week, mm. as your vinyl pick. And that was like th- a few weeks ago, I think. Wow. Oh. I know. Shit. I know. We talked. I know. We talked about Black Flag and me first on the pod. Like that. That where they they played a Black Flag song.
1: Well, it had to have been recently because we only done Black Flag recently. So maybe you yeah. are right. Maybe it was. I brought a me first song to the pod. I think he did. I think he did. So
0: anyway, so yeah, my, anyway, last here, my last thing here, my last thing here is my pick of the week. And it's, uh, I picked this up from White Rabbit in Fullerton. And like I said, I've said on and off the pod, they, they, I guess they, they obtain like this huge expensive jazz collection. So they've been putting it out periodically over the last week and and a lot of the shit is like hundreds of dollars it's pretty fucking wild and i came across this herbie hancock called sex tint and i I never heard of it but the cover itself reminded me a lot of bitches brew from miles davis so i was instantly intrigued and uh and and i got it for a decent price there and and i but i took a chance on it and, and i asked the guy i'm like because I, I trust him his name is tracy cool dude and i trust him and and i'm like so how is this one like compared to headhunters or whatever and he's like well this is the one that came out right before headhunters like it came out the same year, but right before it. And he said it's a little bit more unusual than Headhunters. And he was fucking right. <laughs> it's it's fucking weird, man. It but it is so good. It is I was kinda blown away by this. I, I actually prefer this record over Headhunters. I think it's better oh. than Headhunters. Uh, yeah, I will say that. And uh so this came out in, in March of seventy three. Um and this was this so he made three records, uh, and this is the the last of those three with what's called the uh, the the wandishi era which is which means like writer in swahili so he at this with, with the first record of this era he was experimenting more this is when he started to begin experimenting with synthesizers and like other world instruments and kind of moving away from like the traditional jazz stuff and this is when he started to experiment more so this is the last of that era and then after this he kind of went back a little bit more to traditional jazz with headhunters and uh and this yeah to this song, this record is really good i I've, i was blown away so I, i'm i'm excited i'm gonna start looking out for the other, th- other the other two records from this era c- because apparently they're better than this one this is like the worst of the three mm. but i was uh i was very pleasantly surprised with this I listen, i've listened to it twice since i got it okay it. and the artwork is so cool did you see the artwork i did yeah we this was like i mm. Oh, we talked about it when we were texting each
1: other. Oh, that's what it was. Okay.
0: Yeah, we were texting each other about it. But yeah, I know this, it's so good. So there's only three songs on the record um, one on the, or yeah, one on, two on the first side and then one on the, the second side. And I'm going to go with the, the, the 19, the almost 20 minute song. It's called Hornets. I'm just going to play like the first minute and a half. I mean, it doesn't do it really any justice, but you'll kind of get the gist of it. So here it is Hornets from uh, Herbie Hancock. you go hornets from herbie hancock the 20 minute
1: masterpiece right here so what'd you think so like so like like we we had talked about this one and and i really liked the cover art and i thought it was going to uh i I don't know if it is by the same guy who did bitches brew but it looks like identical to the art style of bitches brew similarly to like roger dean and yes in that style Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't I didn't realize this was so long until about the ten minute mark, or maybe like the eight eight to ten minute mark. It gets a little bit faster, a little bit more crazy. Mm-hmm. And over this over the course of nineteen minutes, the song the song doesn't really go anywhere. It starts but and ends fine. in the same spot. And I. I was I was okay with it. I I I don't know. It was weird. I I thought this was really really good and and like I I at the ten minute mark I was like holy fuck how long is this song? And then that's when I looked on the Spotify. <laughs> I listened to it again today. Oh you, oh, you didn't even look before you started listening. No, because you never bring a song that long in. I mean, no, I didn't. At most, we're talking like seven eight minutes, not fucking yeah. twenty minutes. And so I, I was just like, yeah, fine, whatever. I, I'm just, I was like doing things, pricing records, actually, and listening to it. And at some point when it got really fast, I was like, damn, that seemed like a long time to build up. Where are mm-hmm. we? And I, th- I was thinking like four or five minutes and it was like nine minutes. <laughs> and I just thought like, damn, this, this, this song just made me think that we were at the four minute mark and that's how gradual the buildup was. And then, mm-hmm. just as as fast as it built up, like it dropped down again, and it went mm-hmm. from being like low, and it went high to low again. But the high part only lasted maybe two minutes. So the majority yeah. of this song is just like let it play, let it go, yeah. play the ball as it lies. And and it's weird because this came out before Headhunters, right?
0: Yeah, right before.
1: So so Headhunters was like the band that Herbie Hancock started. Like, they were called the Headhunters. That's why that, that first album is called Headhunters. And he was growing tired of the old sound. So he was going into the new sound. And I didn't listen to the other two songs on this because you are right. This is better than Headhunters. This is fucking better like, than right? that. Right? Okay. I'm and I love agree. Headhunters. I thought that okay. was amazing. That fucking blew my mind because Jazz Fusion is shit for the most part, yeah. from what I've heard. Like, for the most part, I fucking hate Jazz Fusion. And this is. This was like weird, but when you really think about the instruments being used, what's going on, it's not that weird. It's very basic. It's very yeah. it's very stripped down like in its approach and what it's happening. But this is better it, than Headhunters.
0: Yeah. I yeah, and and what I what I think is so great about this record too is that it's it's a lot groovier. It's a lot it's there's a lot of funk in there as well. On top of the weird instruments, on top of the freestyle jazz or the improvisational jazz, whatever you free jazz, I don't know what people call it but there, there's so much more than just that in this song and this record in general and and like i've said before like headhunters i love that record but it really there are moments on that record that really kind of ride the line of awful awful jazz fusion jazz fusion but this this record doesn't have any of that this is like to me i mean i haven't listened to everything herbie hancock has put out because this is his 11th record that's a lot of records <laughs> yeah just in the early
1: 70s too like yeah your album the section came out like the same year as Headhunters did they're yeah, like the same fucking year and and I don't know i I thought I thought it was really, really good, it's fucking great, so
0: if you ever see it get it. i got i I got it for twenty five bucks, so that's so that's
1: So I should be able to pull it in for about twenty if you can find it, yeah, yeah, I've never seen but, this like ever in the wild,
0: yeah, that's so when I was talking to Tracy about it, he was saying that. That they' he doesn't see it very often either, and he said, "Yeah, you can go and buy it online off discogs or whatever and he's like, But what's the fun in that? Yeah, fuck I agree that shit. and uh and he's like, yeah we don't we've never really had this in the store ever, so it's not something that you're i don't I don't think you're gonna find it a lot, and I've never seen it, never seen it anywhere so and I'm always kind of on the lookout for Herbie Hancock, and then he was telling me there's another record of his that he says is even better than this, and it was um." Oh my God! It's has the word like, children in it or child in it. It it came out like in the mid '60s. Hold on. And he said he said it's really good. And he's like, yeah, we have one we have one here. It came in that lot, and I'm like, oh cool, yeah, I'll I'll go, I'll go, I'll go pick it up. And he's like, yeah, no, definitely, it's 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 like it's my favorite of his. And I looked, and he's like, sixty bucks. Oh. I'm like, nah, I'll pass. (laughs) He's like, really? And I said, yeah, it's 60. Would you is me really The fucking
1: guys this yeah. bro, this is free on Spotify. Easy. <laughs> easy,
0: easy. Oh, it's uh speak like a child. That's what it's called. It's a sixth record. But uh yeah, he 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 said that he stands by this one, but I told him I, I'm not I can't pay 60 bucks for it. I just can't do it. He's like, "Okay, man, if you want it, I mean, it's been here for a few days, so." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> like, "Okay, man."
1: No, like even even headhunters, I mean, it's it doesn't really go for that much money. It's a solid mm-hmm. 20 to 35 dollar record, but that's a wall yeah. item. That's an item that if you stick on the wall within three days it'll be gone.
0: Yeah, I got a really good deal on my head hunters, so I'm pff, not complaining, not complaining at all. How much you pay I for always it? see it for like 30 I always see it for like 30 and up.
1: always see mm. head for that. Yeah, I paid 18 fair. for mine. That's not bad. Pay,
0: no, it's not bad at all. It's the cheapest I've ever seen it. I've ever seen it.
1: I mean and, it's, and, it's not what I got my yeah. headhunters for, but it's not bad. Uh, because you're in fucking Arizona, <laughs> I got fucking mine for three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking
0: asshole! It's fucking you
1: asshole. know what's crazy? Oh my god, I'm kicking myself still too to this day. It's I I'm, just, I'm gonna give you a little story here. I'm gonna break it down. Okay. And just tell all a little right. story. I bought my headliners from a lady on Facebook who had said I'm selling a bunch of records, and she posted it. And then of course the ones you put in the front, they were all Zeppelin and all Stones. Mm-hmm. She said, hey, I'm selling a bunch of records, Message me for details. So I was messaging her within five minutes of her posting. She didn't mm-hmm. get back to me until like, wait, she put me posted post at like noon. And around like six o'clock, I was like, dude, this bitch does not like fucking said anything. What the hell? And I could tell she's reading it. I was super angry. And so I messaged her back. and I was like, hey, like, I don't know if you got my last message, but like, I, I live close to you. I can come and see it now. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot to message you back. You can come anytime. Give me your add Give me your address. So within five minutes, dude, I was already in the car, out, like going to her house. When I get there, all of the classic rock was completely gone, wiped out, donezo. <laughs> of course, yeah. And I was so mad, and then it, whatever. And so I was like, "Well, what's left?" And she's like, "Oh, well, my dad's in there. They're all his records, actually." So I'm like, okay, "Okay, fuck off, then. Go do whatever you're gonna do." So I was talking to her dad, and her dad's like a million years old. No, he's like he's like sixty, seventy years old. I don't know. <laughs> uh. But he was uh, he was saying, like, all the all the good stuff's gone. So I ended up buying, like, a lot of just jazz from him that he was recommending for $3 a pop. And that's where I bought, like, a lot of Jimmy Smith stuff. Like, all of my – I have, like, a couple Irby Hancock stuff. Just a lot of other things that I really wanted I bought for $3. And at the very end, he ended up giving me some Kingfish. And Kingfish is the Grateful Dead side project. Bob Weir, the guitarist, that mm-hmm. was his side band, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like if you like a lot of this like improvisational stuff, you should check out this this album." And then he gave me a couple Kingfish albums, and then he gave me a Grateful Dead album.
0: And I was and like, that "Oh, was the start I, of your, but life? That,
1: because I already had the Grateful Dead from when my mom gave me the stuff, right? From, from, from oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But I don't know, just just this guy who was heavily into jazz, and no one had touched the jazz, right? And I only spent I only spent maybe like eighty bucks, and I got thirty, forty, fifty records. I don't remember how much I got from him. But looking back on it now, now that I recognize a lot of names in jazz, I left mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. There was other Herbie Ancocks that I left, so I picked up oh Headhunters because I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, "You, you like, you got to listen to it. It's three dollars. Just take it. Just take it. It's really, really good." And much like uh, you, whenever I tell you this, you get a little, oh, I don't know if I want this. And so that's what I was <laughs> like. And I left a lot of stuff there.
0: Fuck, yeah. man.
1: I know. I, I am know. I'm
0: waiting for that day where, where I come across like a jazz collection from somebody that just wants to get rid of you
1: it. You had like, that day. with your fucking Metallica collection?
0: Oh, no. No. I mean like like an actual jazz collection. Like I would love to... To like find somebody's like massive jazz collection and have it just be just banger after banger after banger, like that would be cool. Like what what I what I what I found was really awesome, but I think like a jazz thing would be even better. Maybe not though, because I would probably want to keep all of it. No, I because I know.
1: think I think that what you found is exactly what you want. Like you found '80s Metallica pressings, and that's yeah. Like, come on, dude. for like a big Metallica fan, that is. Like, what more do you want?
0: Yeah, I mean the Kill 'Em All and the puppets that I got. That's
1: unbelievable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is unbelievable. I know it's uh, the 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 Megaforce
1: pressing of that Kill 'Em All, man. I'm so how, stoked. How I'm does this so even stoked. exist in people's like <laughs> garages? You know what I mean? Like th- these are two three hundred dollars in, in a record store all day, and
0: I got it for like three bucks.
1: You've already made like almost three. like half of your money back just off of me from two records, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That
0: that stick to your guns record I think is my most expensive one, and that one on eBay is going for like two hundred bucks. Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, I listen to the record too.
1: They're playing Chain Reaction. I
0: know. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that when I was looking dude, today. Take it. Take it there and, and and sell it at the show. Scalp it. <laughs> yeah. Don't even go to the show. Just just hang out outside like they do. Oh, after dude! Like but does after the show.
1: If it's worth that much, if the tickets to that show are only twenty bucks, you mm-hmm. could even just maybe try and get it signed Ooh, oh, yeah. oh. or just show up like afterwards like we used to do in the parking lot yeah just 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 read up on what these guys look like beforehand they get that thing signed sell for double They <laughs> just stock them oh that's terrible we're just horrible people
0: <laughs> that is terrible all right so uh we go with vinyl yeah 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 okay so there's no real, like, music news that's been going on this week. Nothing too exciting. Uh, but Taking Back Sunday did put out a cover of My Name is Jonas from Weezer. Uh, you probably hated it, right?
1: It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I, yeah, I didn't really care for it. It yeah. was fine.
0: It was not exciting. I mean, the song itself isn't, like, the most exciting song. It's good, but it's, it's whatever. And to cover Jonas, come on. man. Be Be a little more, like... Go a little bit deeper with Weezer. You know, if you're gonna cover a Weezer song, do something, do a deep cut. You know, that, I think that would be way more exciting than fucking Jonas. The only yeah. thing more boring they could have done would have been Hash Pipe or Buddy Holly. But anyway, I didn't care for it. So, I mean, unless okay. you really want to play it,
1: no, that I don't. I don't really care too. Okay.
0: All right. So, uh, got anything else? That's we it. All that's good? all. Alright, so go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review and subscribe to us on there, follow us on social media at Asinine Radio and uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into Angels and Airwaves and their record Life Forms and uh, we're going to rank all their records too and their EPs and we're going to do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge because that makes sense and thank you all for listening so that's it
1: That's all Mm